Today, we talk about the Islanders' starting goalie, Ilya Sorokin. What was his season like, and what does the future hold for the White Whale? And we have a listener email about the Islanders acquiring scoring help. We'll break that down for you. All that and a whole lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like to ask, a comment about something we said on the show, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss, send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars. NYR VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All through this very important offseason, we'll have the draft, free agency, trade rumors, everything happening between now and the start of training camp in September. So we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster by taking a look at goaltender Ilya Sorokin. And the native of Russia stepped up this year and really became the Islanders' starting goalie. Now, that was a combination of injuries and inconsistency by Simeon Varlamov, and we discussed that uh At the beginning of our player reviews, when we discussed Varley and what his situation was, and some very strong play by Ilya Sorokin. Now, the thing is this, Sorokin, this was only his second season in the National Hockey League, and yet he was able to really step up and and lay out a, a solid claim as to why he is the Islanders' goalie not just of the present, but as of the future as well. He's 6'3", about 195 pounds, good size for a, a modern goalie, 26 years old. He'll be 27 on August 4th. Now, what does that mean? Even though this is going to be only the third season for Ilya Sorokin, he is not a young kid. He is right now kind of in, in his prime, and he should have five or six 
more really solid prime seasons left. But you look at the numbers that Ilya Sorokin put up. He played in 52 games this past year. Went 26, 18, and 8. Had a 2.40 goals against average, which is, you know, fairly a good amount higher than the 2.17 he had in 2020-2021. But his save percentage, which was 918 in 2020-2021, went up to 925 this year. He also had seven shutouts. And to me, one of the things you have to consider uh, is consistency. So they have a statistic at hockeyreference.com that is called quality starts. And in his rookie year with the Islanders, seven a point seven one four quality start percentage for Ilya Sorokin. This year, 0.712. What does that mean? It means that Ilya Sorokin has been remarkably consistent. And you look at those numbers. When your goals against average goes up by a little more than two-tenths of a, of a goal per game, but your save percentage also goes up, that tells us something that we really kind of already knew. And that is that the Islanders' defense this past season was not as good as the defense the year before and the year before that. There were more turnovers, more players coming into the Islanders' zone unchecked with momentum, and more uh, quality scoring opportunities against Ilya Sorokin last year than there were in 2020. 21. And you look at these numbers, Sorokin wasn't really the problem. Okay, yeah, he had some kind of clunkers, but every goalie does. And you also have to remember that Sorokin was playing at the beginning of the season. He, he played, what, the first nine games or so. There were other times when Varley was injured and look, Corey Schneider played a grand total of one game all year. They didn't really want to have him start. So Sorokin got a lot more work than he did previously. And because of the fact that the NHL played a normal 82-game schedule against where every team played every other team in the league, all of a sudden, not only were there more games, this, the schedule was compressed because of covid and you had travel, normal travel, whereas in his rookie year, the Islanders only played seven other teams, all of whom were geographically close by. So even though the conditions got more difficult, it didn't seem to hamper Ilya Sorokin. He is smart. He has very quick reflexes, plays the angles well, and really makes sure he gets into the right position <coughs> in order to uh, make almost every save out there. Sorokin, capable of making that highlight reel save that kind of takes your breath away, but more importantly, very consistent uh, game in and game out, and that is huge. You look forward at Sorokin 
I still think a possible trade involving Semyon Varlamov in order to free up some cap space is possible. I'm not saying it's likely, but I think it remains a possibility. And the Islanders could try to save a little money on their backup goalie rather than pay Varley $5 million a year. But the one thing I think is clear, if there is, uh, if Varlamov is back or not, Sorokin is one and Varley is at best 1A. And I, I think if the Islanders are wise, if Varlamov is still the other goalie next year, Sorokin shouldn't play more than, let's say, 55 games. You don't want him to get too tired at times late in the season. He did seem to be wearing down a little bit. But uh, Sorokin, I think, has established himself as an excellent goalie. I wouldn't quite yet put him at the elite level, but he is sort of just outside that top five in the league kind of a status. And one other thing you want to put in the back of your mind, Ilya uh, Sorokin, he started five playoff games last year, played in seven. The numbers were solid, a 922 save percentage, a 279 goals against, and a four and one record. Yeah, the Islanders didn't make the playoffs this year, but file that in the back of your mind that the big stage is not an issue for Ilya Sorokin. He came through in the playoffs last year when called upon, winning all four games in that series that he started, and he has won a championship in the KHL. So Sorokin, in addition to being consistent, in addition to making some big saves on a regular basis, he's a guy who knows how to rise to the occasion when things are, you know, the stage is at its brightest and the games are the biggest. And that is huge for an Islander team that does have aspirations of being a contender again in 2022-2023. We have got more to discuss on today's show. When we come back, we'll talk about the Islanders possibly acquiring some offensive help. We have a listener email addressing that very question. We'll get to that. Plus, a, a defensive forward it will be our Islanders' birthday of the day. He played for the Islanders in the late 2000s. Let's see if you could figure out who that is. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years, and they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is an opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and thanks for your help. So we have a question. Uh, Greg from Long Island says, Hi, it's Greg from Long Island. Since John Tavares left, I've been saying that we need an elite-level player slash goal scorer. We had Panarin, but he chose the wrong team. I'm intrigued at the idea of trying to bring in Philip Forsberg or Johnny Goudreau to pair up with Barzal because they are both relatively young and in their primes. So my question is, what do you think are some realistic choices for the Islanders to bring in a top six forward to pair with Barzal? I know we need to fix the defense also. Keep up the great work. Love the pod. Greg from Long Island. Greg, first of all, thank you for the question and thank you for the kind words about the podcast. So glad that you uh, are listening and that you sent this in. We've already uh, touched on in some previous episodes the possibility of Johnny Goudreau or Philip Forsberg joining the Islanders. And you're right. These are younger players, and I talked on yesterday's show about the importance of this team getting younger. And, you know, you you touched on you need an offensive player to pair with Matthew Barzal. And I agree. But Barzal, right now, is 25 years old. 25. So if you bring in an older guy, that's not going to cover it. You... You bring in a Philip Forsberg or a Johnny Goudreau, guys who are still in their 20s uh, and who can give you five, six, seven years of really solid, elite goal-scoring play, that's a game-changer. And that accomplishes improving the power play, maximizing the prime of Matthew Barzal, increasing the offense that this team definitely needs. They were 22nd in the league again in goals scored and sort of getting the team younger. So you're accomplishing a lot of things. Obviously, there are cap restrictions there. Uh, You're going to pay a lot of money over a lot of years to bring in that bonafide 30, 35 goal a year kind of a player. And Yet, I think it is something the Islanders really need to do. Now, those two that you mentioned, to me, are the best candidates who are younger. You know, you look at trade possibilities, that's always one thing. And the other thing, obviously, is bringing in somebody else who, you know, you may need to acquire in a trade. So, you know, everyone's talked about Kevin Fiala. And again, Fiala might very well be uh, one of those players who you could bring in. And another player who I I think may be available and who is younger and who fits the bill is Alex DeBrincat of the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, he's 24 years old. And 
if you're the Blackhawks and you're GM Kyle Davidson, you're looking to rebuild this team, you know, in Chicago, not close necessarily to being a championship caliber team. And look, he scored 41 goals in a season twice, 32 goals in 52 games in 2020, 2021. Here is a guy who really, you put him on the wing with Barzal, and that's a duo. They're roughly the same age. Uh, you got the goal scorer and the setup guy. That is a duo that could really be uh, an outstanding two-thirds of a top line for the New York Islanders. Uh, you put Anders Lee maybe up there, and, and that's one heck of, uh, a, of a top line. So those are some possibilities. The, the, you got your free agency and your trades. The thing is, you'd have to part with a lot to get Debrinkat. Uh, you're talking about a first-round pick, probably some quality players and some other picks or prospects. I, I, I think, you know, the, the advantage of bringing in a free agent is all you got to do is pay them the money, and then you can make other deals to try to free up some cap space. If you're talking about a trade, what you're doing is, you know, you're giving away prospects, assets, draft picks, and players. And let's face it, you may have to part with uh, an Anthony Bavillier, a Josh Bailey, or maybe even another player who you don't want to part with uh, in order to, to make that deal possible. Uh, and losing another number one pick is also something I don't think the Islanders want to continue to do over the course of the next few off-seasons, you know, they traded a few of them away. Palmieri uh, cost them a number one pick. Pajot cost them a number one pick. One thing about the Islanders, uh, and if you look at their prospects, the Hockey News, for example, in their futures issue, ranked the Islanders near the bottom, in the high 20s, at uh, their prospect pool. If you start trading an Atu Rate uh, or a Robin Sallow in order to make that deal, it's going to take a long time to restock that cupboard full of prospects. And what you may end up have happening after a few years, uh, let's say when the Islanders' star players, uh, those over 30 guys, start to get older in two or three years, if you don't have the draft picks to restock the team, you may end up being in a difficult salary cap situation with a lot of dead cap, and you may end up being uh, dealing with a, a team that just can't restock the talent. So you got to figure it would cost you that 13th overall pick. It may cost you Oliver Wallstrom, Atu Rate. You're talking about packaging, not either or, but maybe all three of those things in order to free up uh, a player like Alex Debrinkat. But would it be worth it if you're in win-now mode? The answer is absolutely, and we'll see whether or not Lou Lamorello is willing to pull the trigger on that, even if it means giving up a young player, the team, one of the team's top prospects, and 
a first-round pick. So uh, I hope that answers the question, Greg. Uh, I, I, I think, yes, the Islanders need to make that hockey move and bring in that player who can be the goal scorer and the difference maker. There are a number of guys out there who are available, who are younger, and now it's up to Lula Morello to find a way that works. We have got more to discuss on today's show, including our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Former Islanders winger Dean McCammon, he turns 49 today. Uh, The Alberta native drafted 22nd overall in the first round by the Blackhawks back in 1991. Had a couple of 30-goal seasons in the Western League. Made his NHL debut with the Oilers. In 93-94, then went on to the Blackhawks, Flyers, Flames, Avalanche, Flames again, Blues, Senators, and then the Islanders for the latter part of the 2008-2009 season. Finished out his career with the New Jersey Devils in 2009-2010. For his career, Dean McCammon, and he never did have that 20-goal season in uh, the NHL. Well, he had one in 2001-2002 with the Flames. Uh, played in 996 games, just short of that thousand mark. 186 goals, 448 points, 490 penalty minutes. You add 46 playoff games, six goals, 13 points there. None of them with the Islanders. McCammon always a a solid third line kind of guy. He'll go up and down his wing. He'll pitch in the odd clutch goal, but he was more of a checking forward than an offensive player. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders, March 2nd, 2009 at the Coliseum. It's the Islanders hosting the Avalanche. Andrew Raycroft in goal for the Avs. Jan Denis is the goalie for the Islanders. And it was our Islanders' birthday of the day. Dean McCammon getting things started, his fifth John Sim and Jeff Tambellini with the assist at 13-15, a goal for the fourth line, and that was the score, 1-0 Islanders after one period. In the second period, John Sim off for tripping, and former Islander Ryan Smith, his 22nd, Paul Stastny and Milan Hayduke with the assist, just 33 seconds into the second, ties the game at one. Jesse Yowensu gives the Islanders back the lead, a little less than two minutes later, his first from John Sim and Joe Callahan at 2.31. And then Bruno Gervais, his first from Sim and Blake Como at 13.04. Islanders up 3-1 to one after 40 minutes. Ryan Smith gets his second of the game, 
from Marek Svatos and Ruslan Saleh at 102 of the third, but the Islanders closed the door a few minutes later. Jeff Tambellini, his third from Mark Streit at 448. Islanders win this one by a score of 4-2. Jan Denis, 20 saves. Islanders out shooting the abs 31-22. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Dean McCammond, he scored the first goal of the game, was a plus two, had three shots on goal, and was on ice for a little under 15 minutes. So, again, uh, a very happy 49th birthday to former Islanders forward Dean McCammon. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I'll tell you, uh, acquiring that goal scorer is going to be so important for the Islanders. They need to get that guy who strikes fear in the hearts of opposing defenses and opposing coaches. They do that, and you're going to see players like Brock Nelson and Anders Lee and Matthew Barzal and even J.G. Pajot and, uh, you know, all the guys who are trying to, you know, provide offense for this team, if opposing teams have to focus on that new player who Lula Amarello acquires, it makes a huge, huge difference for the Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.